Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1071 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scripture from the mindset and the culture of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book titled, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. The question I'll ask you as we explore today is, did Enoch know that Jesus was the incarnate God? In today's essay, we will explore passages that cover, Jesus is God according to Peter, Jude, and Enoch. The epistle of Peter and Jude are often overlooked in preaching and in Bible study. Not only are they nestled among the more popular letters of Paul and the book of Revelation, but portions of these epistles sound odd to our modern sensibilities. That wasn't the case in the first century. We can better grasp the meaning of these letters if we understand what they have in common with the influential ancient Jewish and Christian writings that were circulating at the time. One of those literary works is known to us today as First Enoch, a book that Peter and Jude draw upon in their letters. Jews and Christians of antiquity considered the books such as First Enoch as important resources for understanding biblical books and their theology. Peter and Jude were no exceptions. For example, Jude verses 14 and 15 draws directly from First Enoch. Let me read First Enoch chapter 1 verse 9 and, com- and compare it with Jude verses 14 and 15. First, I will start with 1 Enoch chapter 1, verse 9. Behold, he comes with the myriad of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to destroy all the wicked and to convict all flesh for all their wicked deeds that they have done and the proud and the hard words that the sinner spoke against him. Now let's move over to Jude, verses 14 and 15. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Listen, The Lord is coming with countless thousands of His holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things that they have done and for their insults that the ungodly sinners have spoke against Him. All of the ideas that are found in 1 Enoch 1, verse 9 can also be found in three Old Testament passages. They are Jeremiah chapter 25, verses 30 and 31, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 15 and 16, and Zechariah chapter 14, verse 5. But rather than quote all three, Jude quotes the verse in 1 Enoch that combines them. But the real point of interest isn't Jude's succinctness, it's his interpretation of 1 Enoch, as well as the Old Testament. In 1 Enoch chapter 1, verse 9, it is the great Holy One, or God, who is coming with the myriad of His Holy Ones from Sinai, 1 Enoch chapter 1, verse 4, and who has promised to come to earth in the day of the Lord for final judgment. 
for Jude as well as Mark and Paul. If you compare Mark chapter 8 verse 38 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13, this event is transformed into the return of Jesus Christ in Jude verses 17 and 18. By naming Jesus as the one coming with the Holy One, Jude equates Jesus with the God of Israel. Jude's citation of 1 Enoch is an effective strategy for declaring that Jesus is God. Peter also draws freely on 1 Enoch. Peter's first letter contains roughly 20 allusions to 1 Enoch chapter 108. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 7 through 18 illustrates how Peter uses 1 Enoch to teach and encourage his audience. Let me read 1 Enoch chapter 108 verses 6 through 10. Here are thrown the spirits of the sinners and the blasphemers, and those who do evil, and those who alter everything that the Lord has said by the mouth of the prophets, about the things that will be done. For there will be books and records about them in heaven above, so that the angels may read them and know what will happen to the sinners and the spirits of the humble, and those who are afflicted in their bodies. Those who love God and do not love gold and silver and all the good things that are in the world, but gave their bodies to torment, The Lord tested them much, and their spirits were found pure, so that they might bless His name. Now let's move over to 1 Peter 1, verses 6-12. through So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, When your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. You love Him even though you have never seen Him. Though you do not see Him now, you trust Him, and you rejoice with glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation is something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about the gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was walking about when He told them in advance about Christ's suffering and His great glory afterwards. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preach by the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching for these things to happen. These similarities show how both 1 Enoch and 1 Peter encourage the faithful to persevere. Their love for God is an earthly drama watched by angels. But like Jude, Peter turns the object of his love in 1 Enoch, the God of Israel, to Jesus. Peter is encouraging those of Jewish heritage to continue following Christ. These parallels show us that both Peter and Jude want to strengthen the resolve of the readers to follow Jesus, the God of Israel revealed for them. By reading texts such as 1 Enoch, we can better understand the cultural backgrounds of the Bible. We can also see how biblical writers engage texts that shape their theology. And just a quick tidbit as we end today, First Enoch is placed in a collection of ancient Jewish and Christian writings known as the Pseudepigrapha. This term is often misunderstood to mean false writings, but actually describes the literature that bears the name of a biblical figure who did not write the book named after him. Think in terms of pseudonym meaning pen name. And that will conclude our essay for this week. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the New Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, When Angels Do Time. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. 
So encourage your family and friends to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,070 treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.